Welcome to the Capital Minute, where we are teaching citizens about God and government minutes at a time. And in the next three episodes, Reverend Gauthier is answering questions from people in our community. And at the end of this episode, we'll give you the information to email us your questions so we can make sure to answer them in the future. Before Perry begins, I want to let you know that he started his missions to politicians back in 2007, pastoring, evangelizing, and leading Bible studies and prayer time in the Nebraska Unicameral in Washington, D.C., and he and his wife Faith have been ministering in 33 U.S. capitals and have also trained leaders to minister in the political realm in several foreign federal capitals. With that, I'm excited to bring his applied knowledge and wisdom to you. So, Perry, the question for this week is, do Christians turn people off by trying to impose their will through politics and policy? Well, Nate, that's a great question. And of course, we care about politically puzzling problems for our listeners. And there's a lot of curiosity and questions being posed in the political realm in this election season in the United States. And do Christians turn people off? Well, the short answer, let me say this, it's yes, it's no, and it's maybe. Let me start with yes. Do Christians turn people off because they want to impose their will in politics and policy? Well, yes, yes, if worldviews collide. And Jesus promised that if the world hated him, that it would hate us. And what I mean by that is if we have a Christian worldview, just like Jesus Christ, uh, he didn't, he was nice, he was loving, he was kind, he was perfectly loving perfectly balanced as a human being. But as I told a friend recently, his niceness didn't get him nailed to a cross. He had ethical and strong theological and biblical uh, things to say in the name of his father who sent him to earth to be the Messiah and to die for the sins of the world. Well, he got killed for his strong views because he had heaven's view and we live, and he walked in a very fallen world. So I would say, uh, yes, Christians do turn people off if the worldview that the Christian has, the theological religious worldview that Christians hold dear, collides with the worldview of a person who is not a Christian. Uh, in John fifteen eighteen and 19, Jesus said, If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you, unquote. Well, you know what? <laughs> the word hate, uh, that's a very turned off kind of word. Do Christian people turn off? Uh, other people because of their views in politics? Well, yeah, and, and so much so that people will even hate Christians if they're holding to a biblical worldview. A couple of, of examples, of course, pertinent and of major ethical significance in culture would be abortion and homosexuality. As I've uh, engaged as a minister, as a person in social media, different conversations, uh, I've been called a hater. I've been called a, a bigot. I asked one lady who was uh, kind of arguing against me because I was discussing with a man his homosexuality and his views on certain political things and trying to respectfully, clearly dialogue with him. And 
a woman kind of jumped into that discussion. And so I asked her, do you identify as a homosexual person? And she says, I identify as your worst nightmare. (laughs) It's like, okay, well, that didn't go over so well. Did I turn people off? They would say so. Uh, But all I was trying to do was discuss issues of abortion and homosexuality as a ordained minister. I was trying to discuss issues of abortion and homosexuality from a Christian biblical viewpoint. I'm an ordained minister. I mean, that's what I do. I, I think and I talk and I dialogue and I teach about these kind of things and engaging in culture, of course. Um, I made some people mad, and but um, didn't mean to. It wasn't my intention. I was intending just to talk and dialogue about ethical issues that have direct, important political impact in this culture. Well, do Christians turn people off? Well, we said yes, but I would also say no, not if freedom is allowed. And if people say, hey, you know what? I disagree, but let's disagree agreeably. You know, politics is just the science of governing. Some people think politics is a dirty word, and it's not. It just means the science of governing. And we really, as Christians, ought to have our say, especially in this country. We have the right to have input. We have a democratic input, so to speak, into our Republican government. And so we can have a say in who our leaders are. We can talk to them as they represent us. But how we say our say is vital, too. So we don't want to be belligerent. We don't want to be rude. The questioner said, uh, will Christians turn people off if they impose their will? So it depends if, if, you know, I'm being Mr. Bully Guy, Mr. Bible Beater, or whether I'm dialoguing responsibly to people. Well, the last part of my answer, Nate, to this question, do Christians turn people off because they impose their will in politics? I would say maybe depending on whether or not people think God is the King of Kings. He is called that in 1 Timothy 6.15 and Revelation 19.16. This is God's world. He has the creative rights over it. He made it. And when you make something, it's yours, unless you give it away, but it's still yours as the creator. Now, some people say, well, golly, we don't want a theocracy. And Dr. Evans likes to tell them, well, sorry, it's too late. You're too late with your thought. God has already declared that this is his world and he rules it. Now, let me read quickly Daniel 4, 31 and 32. Daniel interprets the dream of the pagan king Nebuchadnezzar. We're not talking Israel and their theocracy. We're talking a pagan king who could care less about Jehovah God, Daniel's God. But the king has a dream. Daniel interprets it, and he says this, quote, King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is declared sovereignty has been removed from you, and you, in judgment, will be driven away from mankind, and your dwelling place will be with the beasts of the field. You will be given grass to eat like cattle, and seven periods of time will pass over you until you recognize that the Most High, get this, is ruler over the realm of mankind and bestows it on whomever 
he wishes. Daniel tells a pagan king, unless and until you understand that it is God that rules, you're in trouble, sir. What Dr. Tony Evans is saying is, you don't want a theocracy? Well, you're too late because God has proclaimed that he rules over all nations, all governments, all people. Now, what we do not want, as I close this long answer, Nate, what we do not want is an ecclesiocracy where one church rules the whole land. In fact, that's the intention of the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law establishing a religion. And in context, that meant a Christian denomination. Because our founders fled from England, I like to say England, where you had to belong to the Anglican Church, or you'd be put in stocks, you could be imprisoned, you could be punished, because the one nation of England had the Anglican Church. That was an ecclesiocracy. God is in control of every nation. Um, Now, whether they are obeying him or not is another issue. But a theocracy, in fact, exists in the entire world. God is king. But we don't want in America one national denomination and ecclesiocracy like England. And that's the episode for today. Ecclesiocracy, that is one to remember. If you have questions you would like Reverend Gauthier to answer, please email Angela at capitalstudies.org. That's Angela at C-A-P-I-T-O-L studies.org. And catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, bright and early.